Sup. Welcome to the best podcast your ears have ever heard. I can't wait for you to explain why you're playing Ghostbusters. Busting mess. Brilliant. Fantastic. Thanks for that, Jeff. I'm glad you didn't let me in on that joke before we got started. I have absolutely no idea what's going on. Yeah, Phil had no idea what I was doing then. I do a lot of research into these podcasts. Jen just finds music that fits with it. <laughs> Why are we going to have a lifetime here? But, what? Well, I don't know, I just like songs. Oh, why are we in the habit of a lifetime? Yeah. I just didn't understand what you said. You just mumbled the words at me. <laughs> Fantastic start, I like it. Hopefully everyone appreciated that one. I was a bit early. Just you all know the real jokes at the end of the podcast, not at the beginning. <laughs> that wasn't a joke. Was it not? Was that real? It was an exciting introduction that people weren't expecting, including you. I certainly weren't expecting. <laughs> Got it all to look forward I to I feel like week. it took the shine off your lovely welcome as well. I know. Do you want to do it again? Sup. And then the next bit. Welcome to the best podcast you have ever heard. Yeah. Mm. There you go. There's more proof that Jen writes the first sentence. <laughs> so I would have never ever said sup. That's short for what's up, isn't it? Yeah. I don't even understand what's that either. Up? What's up? What's up with you, Jen? Nothing. Oh, what's that joke? I don't know. Oh. I would, uh... Is this not the right part of the time? There's a dead quick one. that I was going to go for a... I might have a bowl of up dog. <laughs> oh, no. What's up, dog? <laughs> no, much for some I refuse to answer because <laughs> <laughs> Phil has used that one on me so many times. It's fun, though. No. It's my favourite kind of joke. Anyway, let's talk about what we're going to talk about today. Ghost busting? Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. Do you reckon you could be a ghost buster? No. I don't think I could. I think I'm no. too scared of them. Do you believe in all these programmes where they go in places and they're like... No. I think it's just people losing their minds. Yeah. Sorry if you believe. No, but it's like they'll be like, oh, I'm getting a sense of like, I can feel someone's in here. And then like, they'll hear a noise in another room. They'll all run in and there'll be like a cup on the floor. Oh my God. She's been in here. She's we, been in here. We, um, She's dropped a cup on the floor. She's been in here. It's like, what? why? If you was a ghost, you'd do better things than that. If I was a ghost, I wouldn't go into a different room, knock a cup on the floor and then disappear. We, um, I got a new dining room table, if you haven't heard, on their Instagram, which yeah. if you follow me, you probably have, because I've not stopped banging on about it. Um, and <laughs> we were jokingly holding hands across the table. And it felt like uh, with both hands. And yeah. I was like, I feel like we're at a seance. <laughs> well, just as we were jokingly holding hands, we do sometimes do it non-jokingly as well. I can't remember why across we did it jokingly. Table. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't think we've ever non-jokingly held hands across the table. I mean, I'm never joking. Are you joking? <laughs> it was a very romantic moment for me. That was ruined my morning. I feel like the table was a little bit too big for it to be... Yeah, you're about five metres away from me. It's ridiculous. We bought a massive table. It's far too big. <laughs> We can say Richard's big though. I just can't see Jen. She's on the other side of the mm-hmm. table. Yeah, um, and it felt like we were doing a small seance. A little seance. Seance. Which is, and no one turned up, which was good. Yeah. Because I'd have been very worried if someone just bounced through the door and then. Imagine if off. I was joking about that and then the cup fell off. I'd be fuming, honestly. I couldn't think, like, if I went, they go to like big castles in the middle of nowhere, they do all this travelling to get there and then a cup falls over and I'm like, oh yeah, Barbara's definitely. Honestly, 
sorry if you believe in all that stuff. I'm not. You shouldn't. <laughs> it's not real. Anyway, today we're going to be busting some of them myths. Oh, I thought you were going to say dance moves then. Oh, no. We're busting not doing that. Dance moves. People can't see the dance moves. Yeah, but they could hear it. If I dance now, you'd definitely hear it. I'd probably knock a cup over as well. I'm <laughs> very good at it. Um, Busting myths today, Jen. Yeah. yeah. We picked like our top three that I feel like we hear probably the most often, would you say? Oh, 100%. These yeah. are the three that get either... I think we're going in different directions with these myths. Three of the things that people say are things that people do today, aren't they? Mm. So it's not necessarily... You might never have actually said these words, but it might be something that you're doing right now and you're like, oh, I had no idea. That was a myth. Yeah, and real. I think there's there's no harm in if, if you do hear this and you're like, oh, I didn't know that. And that's absolutely fine because that's literally why we're here. That's and why you listen to the podcast, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. And I think um, the problem is we, f- for however many years, myself included get told so many various different things by the media that we don't really know what's right and what's wrong and I think for a large percentage of my life I believe a lot of rubbish oh yeah don't put me and Jen on a pedestal we've absolutely I'll put Phil on a pedestal because uh, he taught me a lot when I met him yeah but only because <laughs> I learned it very good point <laughs> I didn't know it at one point in fact I think one day me and Jen should probably do I'm just throwing this out there a podcast on Random things we used to believe and stupid stuff oh, we've done within the industry. Like because when I, like 10, 15 years ago, the stuff I did to lose body fat, we've gain muscle. talked about Phil's little um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson Dwayne the Rock gym Johnson, Johnson that seven day split when I've never <laughs> been in a gym before. Like all the random things that I think we'll do a podcast on that. That'll be fun. So please don't put me and Jen on a pedestal and thinking, oh, it's so great, you know, all this stuff. Like I guarantee you at one point we didn't. We didn't know all this. And that's the same for everybody on the planet, by the way. Like, I am so sorry if anyone just heard that. Yawn. I just did the world's biggest yawn. It's horrendous. <laughs> Good to know that I'm still boring you. Yeah, Fantastic even when the videos aren't around. So, the first one is, we was chatting about this one a little bit, wasn't we? Because mm. we was like, well, there was about 10 different things that could go into this first yeah. myth. Like, there was so many different things. Then we realised, let's just cover them all in one. Yeah. So, we've, we've titled the first myth as Eating X... Makes me gain weight. Not your ex. Not your ex, not your ex. <laughs> um, but eating insert food makes me gain weight. And it's such a common uh, theory that there are certain things that can make you gain weight. So the most common ones are things like carbs, breakfast, pizza, fat. Uh, sugar, fat. Uh, and then you can also say, you could say drinking as well, drinking alcohol, drinking yeah. coffees. Like there's certain things that people say drink, but we want to just cover this in one that eating such a, something in particular can make you gain weight. Think about the things that you're typically told to cut out mm. when you lose weight because that is generally Bread, what you then pasta. assume makes you gain weight, isn't it? Absolutely. And do you know what? Quite often it's the stuff you enjoy. Yeah, I think I think some of the most common ones are, oh, I've cut out bread and sugar. Mm. Which, um, alright, it might, it might help you lose weight, but then you associate the fact that, well, I lost weight when I cut that out, therefore that's what makes me gain weight. But the more important thing is that it's not that it then helps you lose weight, it's the fact that you believe that it's because it's bread and yeah. not because it's calories. Yeah. That's the reason you lost weight. So... What we want you to know is that there are absolutely zero foods or drinks that on their own can make you gain weight. Mm-hmm. None. None whatsoever. There is no specific... Like, for example, you don't eat a pizza and all of a sudden gain body fat. That's not how it works. Weight gain doesn't work in that way and neither does weight loss. And we've spoken about this a lot on the podcast, but 
the problem is it I think the fitness industry has almost oversimplified it now mm. I think it's gone in the other direction there was a great movement over the past few years of people talking about people getting in a calorie deficit uh, eating less calories than the burden it was amazing it's going in the right direction now I think it's become oversimplified and it's now become oh just getting a calorie deficit so yeah do. so I think we'll probably do a podcast on that at some point as well about it isn't as simple as that but um what we need to know is that it isn't necessarily down to just one thing that you've eaten or anything specific like bread or pasta mm. or whatever it might be the the foods that you eat and the drinks that you drink won't on their own make you gain weight no and i think that there's certain things that um say for example uh sugar and fat that probably have got a slightly bad name because for our overall health we don't want to be consuming a lot of those but well certain types of fat should i just be more specific on that one um and yeah we do want to limit and have that in moderation but it doesn't mean we can't have it at all and i think that's where the the line comes i think a lot of people just think that oh well i can't have any of that because that's what's making me gain weight no it's not but it might be contributing to certain aspects of your health um but it's just having that that clear distinction between the two um and it's important to know that it will everything contributes to your calorie intake so like people say yeah but pizza likes a lot of calories well yeah it is yeah but if you didn't have the other foods that you had it wouldn't pizza might be a thousand calories for you to lose weight you might need to consume 1800 so 800 calories there but if you had 2000 calories before that pizza and then had a pizza so now you've had 3,000 calories. Yeah, you're going to gain weight. You're in a calorie yeah. surplus. And just to remind people as well, in case you've not listened to earlier podcasts, which if you've not, go back and listen to them, that calorie deficit is when you eat and drink less calories than you're burning. Calorie surplus, which causes you to gain weight, is when you're eating and drinking more calories than you're burning. So that is what causes weight gain. And it's not something that happens overnight either. It's not a case of, oh. I ate more calories than I burnt today. I've gained weight. No. It's over a prolonged period of time. If you consistently eat more calories than you're burning, you will see weight gain over time. It's like just as we can't lose weight instantly, we also can't put on weight instantly. And if you do put on weight instantly, it's likely to be holding onto water or a bit of bloating or whatever it may be. Um, It's over time that you'll see those changes. And this is why when people want to lose weight quickly, we always ask the weight question, well, how, how quickly did you gain it? Oh, in like a couple of weeks. No, but be serious. How, how quickly did you gain it? Oh, maybe like three or four years. And that's because we very rarely go into a huge surplus, like over a week. Like we use the numbers before, let's say 2,000 calories is for you to stay as you are. You're probably not eating 4,000. Like you're probably not. No one really is. You're probably eating 2,200. You're probably pretty close to maintenance. Most people are. Because maintenance is the amount of calories we need to consume to stay as we are. So for us to go into a big surplus, it's actually quite difficult. Like it's actually quite common for someone to just be in a two to four hundred calorie surplus. Most people, when they gain weight, are. That means they probably put on half a pound to a pound every week. But over a year, that's going to be you know twenty six to or twenty six pounds plus. It adds up. But that's why then trying to lose it all in four weeks doesn't necessarily work, especially if you go by the theory that it's certain foods that have cause you to gain weight when in reality it's just been a overconsumption of calories over a very long period of time exactly and we then need to move in the other direction yeah so next myth that... and this we bring it on nice that's because you just mentioned it slightly didn't you about calories burnt yes i did so the next one is calorie trackers 
actually the kind of next two talk about this a bit but mm. uh, specifically using the calories burn function whether this be to dictate how many calories you think you burn in a day or whether it be for you looking how many calories you've burned in a workout and spoiler alert you didn't burn 800 calories when you did that workout last week no and you then just didn't no it didn't happen it's near impossible unless you're training for about two and a half hours and even if you was it wasn't worth it um but i know a lot of people say things like phil jen i don't get it i'm in a calorie deficit and i'm not losing weight so first question how do you know you're in a calorie deficit well i consumed uh 1200 calories and my watch said that i burned 2300 so i'm in a 1100 calorie deficit right okay why are you not losing weight then well i don't know it just clearly doesn't work so that means that that person just defies the laws of science then just that one person and it isn't true and it's quite simply as jen just mentioned is because the fitness tracker that you're using isn't accurate oh your tracking isn't accurate well yeah but either way one of the the two (laughs) well both then in theory because the fitness tracker definitely isn't accurate irrelevant of your tracking of calories your fitness tracker no matter which one you've got no matter how much you've spent on it isn't accurate yeah there was a a study done of like all of the fitness trackers you could ever imagine like i was having a little check over the facts and figures before we jumped on and like there was even ones on there that i'd never even heard of that's how like many different fitness trackers it covered but they were looking at the energy that we expend in a day so like that energy that we burn within a day and and the most accurate one was off by 27 percent. the least accurate one was off by 93%. That is absolutely insane. So next time you're looking at your watch for calories burnt, ignore it. And this is one of the things that we tell clients like from the word go, isn't it? If we're using like MyFitnessPal or Nutritrek, a lot of people are using at the moment, detach the function of calories burnt because a lot of them sync up automatically um, to like you your fitness tracker so both apps i think do that like as part of the setup don't they um and you're like oh yeah i can attach it to this i'll do that but actually the biggest recommendation we can make is get rid of that just one because it it enhances this idea that somehow we need to earn food or that we need to burn off food which isn't a healthy relationship with exercise or food but also it's highly and wholly inaccurate. Um, and thirdly as well, by the way, if you've got a calorie target, you've probably already accounted for the calories you're going to burn in a day-to-day yeah, basis exactly. anyway. A lot of people eat back those calories. I'm like, well, you've already counted for them in your calorie target. That's why you've got a calorie target. It's the amount of calories less than you burn in per day. So it, you don't then need to eat back calories on top of that. It's just going to make life harder. And just to backtrack a little on that number 27, you might think, oh, 27% isn't that much. Just to give you an idea, if your calorie tracker said you burnt 1,500 calories today. Are you going to do the 27% of that? Well, it's basically a third, isn't it? I'm going to check your maths, go on. So if it's 1,500 calories, a third of that's going to be about 400 calories, isn't it? I see. So what was it? 27% of 1,500, 405, filled maths. You're welcome. So always winning. that could mean that you actually only burnt 1,100. So if you think, oh, well, I'm consuming 1,500, no, I'm burning 1,500, I'm eating 1,300, well, I'm not losing weight. It's because you're not burning 1,500. The, the tracker isn't accurate. The, the thing, what we've got to remember is, and this is quite unfortunate, a lot of fitness trackers are about 20, 30 quid. 20 to 30 pound tracker is never going to be able to tell us how many calories we've burnt. They're probably the ones that were 93% out. Even the most expensive ones can't account for absolutely everything. 
because naturally we're human beings, so we burn a different amount of calories to, to each other. It can't track things like our metabolism. It can't track things like how many calories we actually burn during a workout. It doesn't know. It can guesstimate, but that in itself then creates an unhealthy relationship with food, an unhealthy relationship with training. It leads to confusion. It leads to frustration. And ultimately, I genuinely believe that a lot of fitness trackers are responsible for people giving up on their, on mm-hmm. their, their weight loss journeys. And it's also responsible for creating an incredibly negative relationship with food and, and training because it sets us up to fail because it's not giving you accurate information. It's like, imagine you bought a, this is a good example actually that I've never even thought of till now. Imagine you bought something from the shop, what's a common, I don't know, a dairy milk. Let's say you bought a dairy milk and you was like, right, I'm tracking calories, so I'm gonna check the calories on the back. And it said, this dairy milk is somewhere between 100 and 600 calories. You're like, hang on. 100 and 600, that's not very accurate. I'm supposed to track that. I don't know, like, which one is it? You'd be fuming. That's all your fitness tracker's doing. Mm-hmm. It's going, oh, you burnt somewhere between 100 and 500 or 100 and 300. And you're like, well, which one is it? Like, how do I know? Which is why myself and Jen don't believe in using that method because it's very, very, very inaccurate. And it really doesn't set you up to succeed, does it? So top tips with that one, detach it from your, if you're tracking calories, detach it from the, um, don't look at the number for your calories burnt throughout the day. Get an accurate, uh, a more accurate calorie target. Message us if you need one. And um, don't track your workouts on your watch. That's a really big one for me, actually, because I think people... Like, why do you track your workouts on the watch? Like, what do you gain from tracking your workouts? Does, do you, does it add anything? Or is it because you want to know how many calories you've burnt? Like, because... For me, it serves no purpose to track your workout on your watch. Like, exercise should be about enjoying ourselves, not thinking about how many calories we've burned. And if we're tracking on our watch, that enhances that idea that it's about burning calories. Um, so we always say, please don't track your um, workouts on your watch. Absolutely. And that brings us nicely on to the last one. Yeah. You don't need to have or hit, or do 10,000 steps a day. Ooh, you don't. Controversial comment. You don't have to. <laughs> if you're doing 10,000 steps a day already at the moment, great, crack on, keep going. But you just don't have to. There's absolutely no uh, reason why we should all have the exact same target. Just to give you an idea, we've got clients doing well under 10K, and we've got clients doing over 20K, just to show you the difference between different human beings. Now, yes, there are health benefits to movement and there are health benefits to uh, getting outside for our physical and our mental health, by the way. In fact, I was reading this morning that we can actually add an extra two years to our life just by doing an extra... If you're a sedentary person, you don't move much. If you add an extra 10 minutes of walking a day, you can add an extra two years to your life. Incredible, amazing stuff. However, the 10,000 steps a day target is a very, 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 very old dated historic um target this one on the podcast before haven't we we have to do with the japanese watch that was translated it was like the first activity tracker and when you translated the name it translated to ten thousand steps is that right yeah because they wanted the government or whoever created it within japan wanted the the country to be healthier wanted them to move more so there was that right let's get them to do ten thousand steps a day so at 10 once it hit ten thousand it restarted again so that was the goal you hit 10 which ultimately works in a way because it got everybody to aim for a number that was probably more than they was already doing so you know on paper yeah kind of makes sense however 
Well, you've got to remember, we're all different. Mm. Every single one of us is different. There is no... It's like saying, right, we all need to do 10,000 steps, eat 1,200 calories. As simple as that. Go and crack on. You'll lose weight. Everyone's happy. But yeah, there are 7 billion people on the planet. We can't all have the same target, surely. No, and I think the one thing that we always say is um, to clients is that if we can aim for an end goal of around 7,500 steps, because that... It, a day that is gonna give us those health benefits and like have an impact on our overall health for the rest of our life but that doesn't mean that we have to start doing that overnight it's about building up to that because if you're someone who does like i don't know if you work from home and you don't really move like we've had clients do under a thousand in a day and just because if you're not actually consciously thinking about movement and um you're working in an office job where you just or you just sat down all day, then it can be easy when you're working from home to not really do that many. Um, and I suppose just on a side note there, it, it's the benefits of though, like we're not designed to sit down all day. So the benefit, we've said this before, regular movement breaks is great. And in terms of an activity tracker link to that, they can be really good for encouraging you to be aware and, and, and be mindful of your movement. But when you're stood there at five to midnight marching on the spot because you've not hit 10,000 steps, that's when you need to question why. Mm. Why are you doing that? That isn't a healthy decision to be making. Like, I remember putting a screenshot on my Instagram um, of my steps for the week, and I think that week I'd done like eight, eight, 12, 12, 10, or something like that. And someone messaged me and said, it's so refreshing to see someone like yourself posting your steps and you've not done 10,000 steps. And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, well, I feel like everybody just says that we have to do this 10,000. She said, I remember that story, basically what I just said. I remember marching on the spot at like 10 to midnight just to get my 10,000 steps. And it's like, well, does that matter? Like, realistically, does that matter? Like, I am somewhere between eight and 12 like that that's my goal um because that's that suits me <laughs> and just throw it out there as well just to add on to that it's not even accurate either so you might not no. have done um they actually did a test at the london marathon which is exactly 26.2 miles it's a marathon so obviously it's exactly it's actually that. measured out <laughs> yeah it's measured out to be exactly that and there were some watches that came in at 22 miles some watches that came in at 36 miles and somewhere in between so they're not even accurate at measuring them so i know we've kind of gone two myths kind of similar but um, in slightly different directions, but it's not even accurate at measuring steps. So you might be beating yourself up for doing 9,996 and be like, oh, why didn't I do an extra four? You could have done an extra thousand. You didn't even know it. You might have done 10,996, but just because a watch didn't say it, you ultimately didn't believe it. And I think for me, the, that's not even the biggest problem. The biggest problem is the fact that there's then an issue in regards to feeling bad and feeling guilty for not doing it. Mm-hmm. It's not what this is about. I think the the best way to go about things is to be focusing on you being happy and healthy and getting out and moving because it's good for us because it helps us and i think a lot of the time if we use it as a motivator it's great like there's nothing wrong with using it as a motivator there's nothing wrong with having it buzz every hour saying you need to get up and do a couple hundred steps because that's going to really help us it uh, helps and again that's helping our overall health throughout the day yeah i was going to say on a professional level like when you're at work if you're just constantly staring at a screen and you're constantly working and your brain's constantly on overdrive just standing up and walking around the room forget the physical benefits just think about the mental benefits Mm -hmm. of that you're stopping work for a minute it's giving yourself a chance to breathe and get up 
And that will then help you on a professional level as well, which I'm sure we all agree is a you know a great benefit to have. So there's yeah. there's too there's just too many benefits to being able to move. But that doesn't mean we have to do 10k. So and that's not saying that like you can't do way above and beyond that. Like no, that's also fine. Like our bodies are designed to move, so like it's not saying like stop doing ten thousand and more. It's yeah, keep doing it. Like that's fine, but don't feel this pressure and pile this pressure on yourself to achieve a certain number and and do that. It, it's a good thing for accountability, but it's not something that we need to beat ourselves up over basically. Nope. So hopefully now you've realised there are no foods or drinks that will help that will gain weight straight away. That your fitness tracker, although it might be a nice little motivator, is a waste of time if you're using it to track the calories burnt. And although, yes, everybody bangs on about these 10,000 steps a day, you don't need to. And if you're only doing 1,000 right now, having a 10,000 step a day target is probably quite overwhelming anyway. Yeah, and I mean, there's so many more myths that we... If there's any, actually, that you're um, not sure of, any kind of things that you've heard or information that you um, aren't sure of, then just drop us a message on Instagram and we'll always clear that up. Um, And if there's some similar themes, we can put it on a podcast. Absolutely. So, Jenko. Time to put me on the spot. Put it on the spot. Put me on the spot. I feel like the floodgates have opened now, by the way. What, have we got another one from someone else? Yeah, like, someone that just isn't someone's a client. Not a client. Someone we don't know, yeah. So, oh, I, yes. Uh, I think a couple of weeks ago was the first time this happened, and now I feel like it's happening every week, which is fantastic. Snowballing. So, so keep sending your questions in. Yes, um, please. For me, this, well, send them to me for Phil next week. Oh, next week. I love this question as well, by the way. Okay, fantastic. Go. Um, would you rather... Oh, wait, what was the name of the person? Sarah. Okay. Would you rather yeah. talk like Yoda or breathe like Darth Vader for the rest of your life? Talk like Yoda, I would. <laughs> okay. Is that done then? <laughs> Finished. I don't like heavy breathing. You don't, do you? I hate it. It's very annoying. There's only one thing worse than heavy breathing and it's loud chewing. Oh, stop. They're like my two most hated things. I don't even do it. The worst thing as well is like, so if you've got a, a block nose mm. and then you sleep, oh, sorry, not then you sleep, when you eat and you've got to be like, <sighs> oh, I hate it so much. <sighs> no, not for me. No. So you'd rather talk like Talking Yoda. like Yoda, I would. I can't do a Yoda voice, it appears. You can't, quite. It's very, I hope you listen back to this podcast so you can hear what we're hearing. Because <laughs> other than the, getting the uh, the sentences the well, wrong way around, if you like, but the right way around for Yoda, you definitely can't do a Yoda voice. You're the, good at voices. My, my problem here is that I can't think how you would say any of the sentences. I've never seen, what is it, Star, Star Wars? Star Trek? Yeah, I've never seen it, so I wouldn't be able to. Oh. Um... Do you, is Yoda one of those voices where like, everyone takes it all, like, everyone does it, but it's nowhere near as exaggerated no, as No, he does have a so. weird little voice. Does it? I feel like I need to get it into my head now. Let's listen to Yoda. Not Yoda. Yoda. Star Wars. As opposed to the other Yoda that exists. Here he is. Right, let me listen to him. Oh, that's, that's an ad. We don't need to hear an ad. No, we don't. We don't need to prep these. <laughs> What we should do before is get like little sound bites ready for the. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. We'll, no, we'll we're just watching um, We're just gonna watch a, a trailer for some kind of cartoon. That's what's gonna happen. That sounds exciting. Is it a Yoda it's cartoon? It's called Spirit. Sounds terrible. <laughs> and it doesn't look English. Okay. You know nothing that I say. 
Master, moving stones around is one thing. This is totally different. No. No different. Only different in your mind. Only different in your mind. No, it's terrible. Right. He sounds nothing like the voice that everybody does. Everyone does this really high-pitched voice. He's got a low... Only different in your mind. Terrible. Horrendous. <laughs> anyway, Yoda. Yoda. I like that question a lot, but my answer is absolutely, most definitely speak like Yoda for the rest of my life. Speaking like Yoda, I would. I know it wasn't for me, but I agree. I just hope you don't actually do it, because... Oh, imagine that all the time. No, I would not want to be around me. Yeah, so absolutely Yoda. I don't want to be around you if you're going to Yoda for the rest of your life. Never mind, Darth Vader. It will be funny, though. <clears throat> right. Can I have Yoda's voice as well? No, because you don't know how to do it. <laughs> I do, I would. I would, I do. I do, I, I would, I do. yoda me yoda <laughs> Brilliant. Right, Jen, we have a joke that's come through. Yes, I bet it's Chelsea, isn't it? It is. <sighs> Thank you very much, Chelsea. Um, learn it or burn it bit of a longer one this week so I like the longer ones I was thinking about this this morning when I knew we were going to record the podcast and I was like this is why I used to find you so funny used to I was waiting for you to pick up on that Um, I said it and I thought Phil's going to pick up on the fact that I just said used to Um, do you not find me funny anymore? no not as much wow so this is why though because Phil used to have jokes like this that he so he's got a really good memory I don't know if I've talked about this in the past got really good memory and he's really good at telling stories so he would start telling a joke without me realising that he was telling a joke that's my favourite kind of joke honestly I think that's why I find you so funny because you would just literally start telling me a story you stop saying was and used to be you don't you don't do the story ones anymore you've heard all the I do I just drop them in differently these days how because as soon as I start telling a story you go it's a joke isn't it it's a joke (laughs) I know it's a joke it's definitely a joke so I can't carry it on I'm supposed to finish it. Do it right, you. Morning, Jen. You're all right. It's a joke. It's definitely going to be a joke. It's, there's going to be a joke here somewhere. Isn't it? No, I'm asking how you are. How did you sleep? Oh my god, it's definitely going to be a joke. Got to be a joke. What? Just answer my question. Uh, no, you do. Right. There is certain stories that Phil will now start telling. I'm like, oh, this is a joke. I see it. And there's sometimes it's not. And then he gets annoyed at me, and I'm like, well, you made your bed. Lying it. Yeah, I made a bed that Wolf. you loved. Wolf. You loved. You just said you found it hilarious. Make your mind up. I know what sometimes... I don't know. Anyway. Tell me the joke. As I mentioned, uh, strap yourself in. This is a long joke. A long one. Podcast just became an hour long. Potentially, yeah. That's what Chaff thought. It's a good one. You'll like it. Okay. So, there is a factory in Manchester which makes the Tickle Me Elmo toys. The toy laughs when you tickle it under its arms. Lena is hired at the Tickle Me Elmo factory and she reports for her first day promptly at 8am. The next day at 8.45am there is a knock at the personnel manager's door. The foreman throws open the door and begins to rant about the new employee. He complains that Lena is incredibly slow and the whole line is backing up, putting the entire production behind schedule. So the personnel manager decides he should see this for himself. So the two men march down to the factory floor. And when they get there, the line is so backed up that there are Tickle Me Elmos all over the factory floor and they really are beginning to pile up. And then at the end of the line, Lena is surrounded by mountains of Tickle Me Elmos. She's got a roll of plush red fabric and a huge bag of small marbles. The two men watch in amazement as she cuts a little bit of fabric, wraps it around the two marbles and begins to carefully sew the little package between Elmo's legs. 
The personal manager bursts into laughter, and after several minutes of hysterics, he pulls himself together and approaches Lena. I'm sorry, he says to her, barely able to keep his, keep a straight face, but I think you may have misunderstood the instructions I gave you yesterday. Your job is to give Elmo two test tickles. <laughs> So, <laughs> I think that answers the question of uh, learn it or burn it. Oh, that one's brilliant. So, I like um, that one a lot. There's no way you could burn that. No. It's also too long for you to learn, but we'll. I think that's the. Yeah, I could. I could paraphrase it. <laughs> oh, I'd love to have Jen telling that joke. Lena gets a job at the Tickle Me Elmo and then she sews testicles to Tickle Me Elmo and the manager says, you've done it wrong. That would that be the way like Jen would tell us and everyone would go, all right. It's all that beginning bit where I can't, I won't be able to remember about like people busting in and like going down and seeing it, but that builds up tension, doesn't it? So it's an important part of the joke. It's vital, mm. but I feel like you've just said it, so. What? You just said what you wouldn't remember. You're like, I wouldn't remember that bit where they bust open the door and then... You remembered it now? Yeah, but you give them names and stuff like personnel manager. I mean, that's not really a name, is it? You could just say manager. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't remember all the roles. <laughs> all the roles? Oh, wow. Couldn't remember who was in charge of who. I'll try and learn it. Should we go with that? Instead of learn it, I'll burn it. Jen will try and learn it. Yeah. Let's face it, I'm never going to be able to retell that to anybody. What was last week's joke? Not a clue. <laughs> <laughs> week before? Well, to be fair, I did say I was going to burn that one. What about the week before? Something about jalapenos. Mm, see, this is why I learned how to burn it. <laughs> Doesn't work. <laughs> it was a good one. I enjoyed it. That was a nosy pepper. Do. Get that up in your business. Jalapeno, yeah. yeah. Right. I remember it. Mm. I can't remember that. And then the other one was something about catching someone's eye. Yep, yeah, it was. But that's it. Do you do this? No, you just can't, yeah. No, yeah, I can't remember it. See? I'm the worst. You are terrible at doing I am so you? bad. So well, it's just my memory. Memory like an absolute sieve. Any clients will know this. I always say this. If they want me to remember something, I'm like, let me just find something to write it down. Otherwise, mm. it's gone straight out my brain. Absolutely. <laughs> right. As always, we massively appreciate listening to the podcast. Yeah. If you could share it to your story, to a friend, to a family member, it massively helps us. So you'll be helping someone else, which we all know is the nicest thing you can ever yeah. do on this planet. And so. thank you to the few new people that have um, tagged us and dropped us a message this week. I feel like mm. we've had a couple of people who we didn't know were listening and they've let us know they were listening. It's always nice to hear that someone we don't know is listening is listening. Yeah. <laughs> I know it sounds really weird, but it's, it is. It's really nice. It's nice. So thank you very much. We massively yeah. appreciate it. Like, so. rate and subscribe, please. Uh, and then once you've liked, rated and subscribed, go on have an absolutely sensational week. Yes. See you later. Bye.